Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, it's time again for another podcast from the Hairy Aggedy Uncles. I am Uncle Si. And I'm your Uncle Dave, and we are the Hairy Bikers. When we're not cooking, we're solving. Bit like Sherlock Holmes' book, The Problem World. We want you to email us your problems because we've seen everything. We've done quite a bit, and there's a good chance we can help. If not, we'll have amusement in trying. That's right. The chances are we've been through the thing that you're going through, so we'll do our best with our gigantuan, gigantuan worldly experience and very small brains to work it out. Aye. It's easy to get in touch with the show. Just email agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Now, helping us... With your troubles and trials this week, it's our resident gob on a stick, the thin white duke, Mr Jeeves himself. Hello. Hello. Lovely to see you and uh, to chat with everyone here. And uh, thank you to everyone who's got in touch. Uh, Last episode, uh, episode 58, was um, all about, well, not all about, but we talked about biscuits. And this has Mm. caused a big reaction here. I'll give you an example here. Charlotte's been in touch. Who says, hello to my favourite hairy uncles, the Duke and Queen Posh. You're Queen Posh now. I'm loving that. I was just listening to the biscuit debate, says Charlotte, in the latest episode. Thought I'd clear up the wagon wheel availability debate. You can get wagon wheels, Uncle Si, you'll be delighted to hear. But I've only seen them in orange. Who can remember such a thing? And she sent a picture of an orange wagon wheel. Oh, Si's pulling a face. (laughs) I got um I got an orange Easter egg yesterday. I got the orange Smarty Easter egg, and I'm thrilled with that. I do like an orange Smarty. I'm not sure about an orange wagon wheel. Not for well, my me. daughter's staying with me, and she's brought uh, orange. What are these orange mini eggs bar? So I've got you know there's there's a lot of orange oh. chocolate going on here as well. Well, yeah, it's, yeah it must be a yeah. Surf she it just of... left it at Terry's chocolate orange. They're epic. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Are. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, oh, I don't no, know. Orange wagon wheel, wrong. Wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, Charlotte, this hasn't met with approval. But thank you very much for sending the photograph of you holding yes. an orange wagon wheel. Thank you, Charlotte. Yes, next time, put your clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and to give us the posh perspective of a world that we can only aspire to, here she is, posher than posh spice, standing in the champagne fountain at Harrods. Ooh. It's posh tash. Good morning. That would Queen be very posh. posh, I have to say. I wish I was as thin as that posh. <laughs> is she quite thin, is she? Posh spices. Isn't she known for only eating salmon? She only eats salmon and vegetables. That's all she has, oh, no matter yeah. where she goes. Really? Oh. She don't. She's, she's like a rake. She is. Oh, I no. like orange smarties and things like that. Yeah. 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 It's called living. It's not called yeah. living tash when you're eating orange smarties. Yeah, that's best. I know. I like it. You've got your call centre headgear on, haven't you, today? I could take any problem. Yeah, I'm wearing this funny... I know my sound's been quite bad recently, so I thought I'd try headphones. And I've tried the very expensive Sony Bud ones for you all, but I can't... My ears are so small. I can't keep them in. They just fly out. So I've gone for the call centre, one-eared, microphone look. 
You, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very lovely. Uh, albeit that you do look like an airline pilot or <laughs> something similar. It's, but, but it's all, it's all fine. I do love your dangly earrings. Anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's very good, very good. Uh, all right, Uncle Dave, waggle that jingly. What's it? Who joth finger thing? Ooh. Fashion your seatbelts, and we shall be taking off. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best In this week's wobbly Jenga Tower of Troubles Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash You're going to be wielding your worry wands over these issues and crises We have help with herbs We have a calorie count question We have horror housemates And in confidential corner Da, 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 da. <laughs> we have prolonging our passionate ping, please. All will be explained. And if you can hear a ping in the background, that's either it's, a very posh clock at posh tashes no. or it's Uncle Dave's. It's, it's my grandfather clock. Oh, Is I it now? That. I'll tell you Dud- what. From Dudley. I've got He's to tell you, it's from Dudley Dude and he's put on an East Ping. He's, it's about 250 years old, that clock. He's, is it really? And it's it still is, pinging. It is. It's of, still pinging. Yeah, it's made oh. by Griffin of Dudley. And I just thought, you know, like Dudley, it, it sounds like, do you know, imagine this eight, eight, 18th century clockmaker in Dudley. And he's there in me all now. Hello. You all right? It's 11 o'clock. Just gone. I'm a bit late, but never mind. We'd like to apologise to everyone in the West Midlands. However, we do uh, want to give you help with herbs now. And this comes from Bronny, uh, Bron Winbird, who says, Dear Uncle Dave and Uncle Si, could you please inform me of which herbs make a good pasta oil, especially if they have antioxidant qualities yes we're getting into some detail here for some few weeks you said i've been feeling very unwell with a chest infection i now am craving herbs and olive oil is tarragon a good herb thank you for your wonderful food programs over the years which continue to bring pleasure and smiles to so many you two are a hoot apparently hoping this finds you both well it comes from bronny over to you well fully enough we've just written a book that's out soon called eat well every day Uh We all love this book. Yes. It's very exciting. Yes, two of us have got the memo. And um, yes. it's, well, one, one of the chapters is actually <laughs> eating, for the, eating for the immune system. And so we'll be doing a lot on that. But it, it's more about the food in the recipes. But f- I've been looking up herbs and stuff, herbs. One of the ones that would make good pastoral is Thai holy basil. And apparently that's got strong uh, properties for your immune system. But, you know, I think you can do better than just do a herb oil. Well, tarragon vinegar as well. Tarragon vinegar is great. It's not great for pasta, but um, it's it's great for your tomatoes. Um, yeah, but is, does tarragon do any good? Yeah, tarragon's good. You can take the tea for calming. It's full of, it's a natural diuretic. Um, and historically, it's been used for pain relief, oral pain relief. Yeah, make your pasta taste shit, wouldn't it? I think he's, he's limited himself. I mean, like, in the immune system, you've got to do so much more, really, with food, haven't you? They, uh, you know, like, lots and lots of probiotics and, you know, things like fermented food, like kimchi Gee, and yeah. sauerkraut. You know, we've got, like, sauerkraut and apple, that, because they're good. But on the herb front, turmeric's good. That's very good for <gasps> mm, your immunity. I've just started taking turmeric tea. And, my gosh, and I don't do caffeine. And turmeric tea gives you a boost for the rest of the day, like a coffee would. It's amazing stuff. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, the tarragon thing as well, it, it, it's used by insomniacs to induce sleep. So if you have that in the morning, you have your turmeric in the morning and then your tarragon at night, you'll be laughing. Perfect. <laughs> and pasta's quite a good one for to eat yeah. if you want to sleep. Um, ginger's good as well for, for that. But obviously that's that's incredibly good mixed with your... We used to do that, didn't you, when we were away, Kingy? Yeah. You make your turmeric tea with ginger yeah. and you get a double whammy then. Well, it's tasty as well. Jeevesy, did you say that Bronnie had been suffering from a chest infection? I did. Yeah, she's had a chest infection for a little while. Well, she, there's a there's a herb called ginkgo, G-I-N-G-K-O, and it's really, really good for asthmatics, bronchitis, fatigue, and uh, tinnitus and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Um, so ginkgo, but she shouldn't uh, take it uh, and... Um, if she's taking any anti-inflammatory medicines mm. or anything like that. So she's got to be careful about... You see, because herbs are really powerful and their effects are quite powerful, albeit that they're gentle in their approach because you have to take them over quite a protracted period of time. But they're still pretty powerful because most of the medicines that we have in the in the modern world are from the natural world. So they're just derivatives thereof. And, um, and you haven't got to forget that. So just be careful. So we... You know, we've always we always balance out kind of yes, you can take it and yes, it's available, but be careful what else you take yeah. it with if you're on prescribed medicines or anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, well, one actually, I mean, obviously, like a supplement rather than a food store is echinacea. Yeah, is really good for your um, immune system and get you back on your legs. But say you need to check. Just really like cinnamon uh, for its warming properties and stuff. It's renowned for its antioxidant properties. And it says it has higher antioxidant properties than mint, ginger, and licorice. Mm. Cinnamon's a good one, because it's like sprinkle it on your cornflakes and stuff in the morning. Peppermint's good. And paprika as well. Paprika's really good. Yeah, I love that. Would you not also with your pasta, if he's trying to cook with pasta and oils, you could also cook your pasta sauce with herbs not the oil surely you can like sage and things like that and yeah 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 you could well if you put a you can put tarragon through you through tarragon and chicken go really well together Mm. fish and um eggs and tarragon go really well together uh fish and tarragon go really well together because it's got little anise taste so you could just run run the you know through your chicken through your through your chicken pasta pasta. yeah Mm. i think you need, need to think a bit more holistically than than just putting, you know, some herbs in your oil. Yeah. You know, it's the food itself. I mean, there's, there's as I say, I'm looking at our, our new book and one of the recipes that, that I love, it, sauerkraut is so good for your um, immune system and uh, probiotics. But we've got a recipe in it to make your own sauerkraut. But then rather than do it like pork fat, we make meatballs, which everybody loves. And the meatballs and sauerkraut is good. And you know it's just making you feel better. Leeks as well are really good for your immune system. We've got a leek and artichoke soup recipe in there. But again, it, it's it's food for thought, really, as as well, um, and and I mean, I think I think like one of the purposes of the books is that it's kind of just it's healthy in all sorts of ways. But you know, if you are feeling run down, you you have noticed a difference if you start eating properly for a while. It just helps you, I suppose, get on that proper eating train for a little bit. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that advice. Now, uh, just for the benefit of those who are watching on YouTube, uh, if you'd like to hold up the book again, then uh, that would be good. Uh, Ah, there we go. Eat well every day. And when will this book be available, dear uncles? April the 27th, I believe. Week of the April 24th is launch week. You'll see those lovely boys on the television screens and in all the newspapers. And the book will be out to buy. But I believe we're nearly on... This week, I think you can pre-buy a pre-sale. Yeah, we got ours early because obviously we writ it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's what we read. They writ it well. We read. We did. Uh, we read we it, well. it. Smashing. It was epic. Check out the yeah. uh, uh, Harry Bikers website as well because Uncle Barry puts everything on there. That's uh, that's any good. So check out HarryBikers.com for all of the details. Food makes, makes everything better. All right, our next problem is called a calorie count question, and this requires a lady's name. And what I particularly love about this email that came in is it said, uh, could Tash please pick an anonymised name purely for my entertainment? Yes, I can. Um, I actually am staying at some friend's house this weekend, and they actually handed me an incredibly rude book called Potty Fartwell and Knob Mouth Names, which I am not... <laughs> going to flick oh, through openly on. because they are horrific so i am going to open book. one one come page at the on. back no some of them are horrific i really can't say it okay. well no no i mean <laughs> there are funny ones there's mary harry here i mean mary harry's quite good oh these are all those <laughs> Harry <Sydney Mary's>. <laughs> harry mary was born in 1861 apparently oh, was she? Um, mary fair is nanny fancy danny fanny all these <laughs> ones there's the stoat float i mean there's all sorts but i'm not gonna go down the ruder ones like they are horrific so i'm okay. gonna pick... please no no oh no i mean oh no dick, dick uh, ever dick ever hard 1653 excellent Nobbs henry 1881 um but i'm not gonna go anymore sorry too, too i'm too posh the, the race director for aston martin at the moment so love me formula one and he's called mike crack <laughs> Oh dear. Honest, I'm not making it up. It goes, yeah. I'm just going to interview my crack and um, he's, off, he's off to Aston Martin. He's a nice looking man though, very fine gentleman. Oh, well, you'd have oh, to sorry. be with a second name. Just another one. Fanny, Fanny Merkin, 1845, born in Suffolk. That's what? a good one, wasn't it? Fanny Merkin, we like that. Oh, so that's good. <laughs> okay, let me just pick another one. I was going to go in here. Oh, what's a lady, isn't it? Not a man. A lady, yes, please. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Oh, go on, finger there in the book. There we go. We've gone in and we go. Oh, Martha, I'm sorry. No, M Martha's Martha. not on the Honestly, that's absolutely fine, that's Tash. Fine. What's the Martha. second part of her name? No, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going with Martha, who writes, Dear Uncle Dave, Uncle Si, the lovely Tash, and the Duke himself. Having been a fan of the Hairy Bikers for several years, she says, I had the pleasure of meeting you both at a BBC Good Food show, and you were very humble when I said I felt starstruck. Ah. Oh, Nice. Said, I've only recently come across the podcast. Over the past couple of weeks, I've listened to the entire backlog. And uh, I'm surprised. Wow. Yes, I know. He hasn't sent, I was just about to say, he hasn't sent us an invoice for therapy or anything. <laughs> 57 episodes and I can no longer speak. I've listened to the entire backlog. It's immediately become a personal favourite, says Martha, which is lovely. When I was 17, she says, I became extremely ill with anorexia. I'll spare you most of the details, but I spent the following year cycling in and out of hospital. I'm 26 now, so it's been 10 years since my initial diagnosis. My last stay in hospital ended in 2016. I completed my studies, I travelled a bit, I got a job that I'm passionate about, I'm now happily settled in Brighton with two cats and my wonderful girlfriend. And although I'm really proud of how far I've come, my life is still severely restricted by my illness, I'm very underweight and I still limit my calories. I was hoping you could give me some advice on how I can change my mindset. Did your dieting period ever result in obsessive thoughts about calories? And if so, how were you able to put aside this newfound knowledge of calories that you had to ensure that you could enjoy special occasions, family meals, and so on. Best wishes, loving your work. This comes from Martha. Over to you. I think, Martha, it's both ends of the extreme, isn't it? In the sense that Dave and I were were, were losing weight. Uh, we're, we're trying to count calories to lose weight, and you're trying to count calories and obsessed with calories to, to actually put weight on. 
and and there will still be inevitably a hangover from your from from that terrible from terrible anorexia that you've had to live with all the way through your formative years. It's a difficult one, really, because for me, it's always a very different head state, you know, because you and it's always a very different personal journey as uh, for each individual. It took me three weeks to get out of the habit of just putting stuff into my mouth without thinking about it, and then going, actually, do I really want that? And you go. Yeah, I do, but I can't really have it, so I won't. But conversely, with you, it's about actually, I really would like, I like to eat this, but I'm stopping myself because I don't, I, I don't, I, I can't take help for this. You know, even now that that you you sound to be in a really good place now. Yeah, she but does. there's little things that that are still there. You know, it's probably going to not be an ongoing process that that you're going to have to need help with. You know, might might be for a long time. I remember when we did our hairy dieters. And as I said, we were we were two fat blokes who were who were getting really ill and overweight, so that was a completely different criterion. Being best mates, we could slightly take the Mickey out of each other, mm. and and we had to retrain ourselves from being the big knob of butter cooks on the telly, you know. Um, but but we got we got approached actually, being very honest, would we do um, uh, like a hairy dieters for teenagers? And, and we refuse that down because we point blank. We know this, how serious the subject matter is. And we didn't feel qualified. I want to take the responsibility of maybe, you know, hurting people. I, I mean, I, I remember uh, last last year when I, I, it's fully been somebody who's been greedy all my life. Uh, when I started the chemotherapy, I lost my, I lost my appetite completely. Food became repellent. And... Um, I remember once you were around, Kingy, and, and you made me porridge and you put seeds in it. Yeah. And I couldn't eat it because the seeds were there. It's just, mm. uh, it, I've never had that mindset with food. And and I was being weighed every week, not to see my weight go up. It was to see how far it was dropping. And it, it was dropping. And whatever head state I was in, I found it so hard to actually get the food down me. Wow. And I, um, I knew it was good. Luckily with me, it, it 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 was it was a you know a byproduct of my treatment really, but for that short period, of, it was about a month. I kind of thought this is this is just the relationship with food. It was physical as well as mental. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And God, God, it's hard. I, I, you know, I also admit when I went to the hospital, I know it didn't. Have, I used to put fill me pockets full of change, <laughs> so I just didn't, didn't didn't seem so terrible. But you know, it, it, it's I, I, I don't know. You, you just need to get to, to help really. But calories, I mean, it's funny. Uh, it depends whether you have an appetite or not for food. I think obviously also, and I think there's a lot, and you're so right, both of you, this is, we're definitely not qualified, but there's, Martha's clearly totally grabbed control over mm. her life now. And when anorexia controlled her and she's trying to control something else and maybe the counting the calories is the last bit of control she's got of, of working it out. But there are so many other things she could go and enjoy controlling or, or having fun with and concentrate, focusing on, maybe not controlling, focusing on, rather than focusing on the counting and the numbers. Focus on how delicious the food is or mm. the flavours within it or, I don't know, I'm not advising, I'm just saying maybe that's just where she has to look. I, I, and I think I think a mindset shift in that in that sense, Tash, is actually relatively gentle to do. And I think um, and I think you can do it on a daily basis. I think the thing is that you could either look at instead of forget the numbers and just just be informed about mm. the health benefits of what that particular food Absolutely, is going yeah. to give you, mm. um, you know, and and. and 
you know, because uh, fats and carbohydrates are good. We need them as human mm -hmm. beings. We mm -hmm. do. It's just it's just that, you know, we we the choices that we make are are, are personal, aren't they? You know, yeah. I'll have another slice of toast and I'll have three slices of toast instead of one. And I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not a choice. It, it is a choice, but it's a choice. It's only a choice when you have the choice to make. And if your mind and your and your if your mind and your body is stopping you making those choices, as Dave was saying, it becomes a very different thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I, well, I just I, I, I just think Martha's do, done incredibly well. Don't be too hard on yourself and just make sure that, you know, that uh, you're halfway there by actually having oh, yeah. the conversation, you know, Absolutely, more yeah. than halfway there. Yeah, you're in a, you're in a good place. You've got your your animals. You've got a good life. You've got your partner, and you know, yeah. just eat what you can when you mm -hmm. and eat what you fancy, you know. And um, it's such a complicated, complicated condition. Yeah, eat sure. for the flavours, eat for the flavour and the fun. And sitting around, knowing that when you're sitting around the table with your family, there's nothing better than enjoying a meal around the table with your loved ones. And she's here to have that and got that. So, yeah, feel the love. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And Martha, we send you uh, all our very best wishes. And thank you for uh, listening to all of the podcasts in one go. I'm not sure what that would do to a human, but let's. Uh, I, hope it's, <laughs> I hope it's a good thing for you. All right, we're going to take a short break now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the Agony Uncles a line. Okay, welcome back to the Agony Uncles. It's time for our next problem, and this is called Horror Housemates. We need one male name. Uh, Uncle Cy, could you give us one of those today, please? Arthur. Arthur writes, Dear Cy, Dave, Poshtash and the Duke, I live in a shared house with five other people. A few months ago, Aaron not his real name, a 27-year-old student moved in with his girlfriend, Rhea, not her real name. Rhea has been staying most of the time ever since. We all get on quite well as a house, but since Aaron and Rhea moved in, they've been leaving passive-aggressive notes on the kitchen table about people stealing their milk or moving their filtered water. They even complained about being woken up at 10am by the smell of someone cooking a bacon sandwich. Recently, however, whenever they are in the shared kitchen we hear loud spanking noises and giggling. They're clearly having it off in there. This makes it uncomfortable for the rest of us who can hear them and need to cook dinner or generally be around the house. Should we talk to them about this or write a note back to them? If so, what should we write? Love the podcast. Over to you. <laughs> spanking in the kitchen. Over well, the kitchen. It's, a, it's certainly another way to stir your gravy and work, work out what the spatula is for, isn't a good it? Thrashing uh, with uh, your spurtle. Yes. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, they're, they're not considering, they're trying to get everybody else out, aren't they, so they can live live the life of a domestic couple. Oh. Oh, you think so? You? Oh, oh I think they're getting a kick out of the fact they're doing it in a communal kitchen. I think that I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's not the sex thing that's going on. Well, I mean, it is partly that, but it's that kind of passive aggressive control thing, isn't it? That they're trying to kind of do 
which is a bit mm. weird. Mm. Maybe they, they cross their moving the milk and the filtered water because it's in a strategic position for them hanky-panky later. That's why they cross. It's not this being drunk. They yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah they're, they're trying to achieve domestic bliss, aren't they? That, you know, they're a couple and, they, they, you know, they should get a flat of their own or an yeah. apartment of their own. And that, that's a simple answer to that one. If they're going to live like that, not communally. But I, I wonder I wonder that when he was living there on his own before girlfriend moved in, it was fine. So it's sort of girlfriends chipped in and tried to be all you know, housewifey and realism totally misjudged the fact it's a shared house. She, she has to go out and get somewhere else. And I, yeah, she doesn't sound so great, I'd say, for the flatmates. It's, yeah, it's funny. What well, once I remember, I was, uh, I was in uh, a house and it was, uh, I was going out with a lady there and I always remember fun on the bacon sandwich thing. She used to have one of those clothes airers in the kitchen, you know, and all the clothes were, 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 were not dry, they were just airing there. And I cooked a bacon sandwich in the kitchen for myself and the, 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 the person who was like the lodger, who, who was a really cool guy. And so we're there, I'm, I'm slamming up the bacon sandwiches. She was having a lie in. Oh, the abuse I got. It was the other <laughs> way around. Me, me, and, me and the fellow were all right. She went bonkers. She said, I've got to launder everything again now. And I thought, but I've, I've just made a bacon sandwich. You know, no, no. And I thought that was, I thought, oh dear. You know, I was a spare wheel, but I was, I was certainly going to fall off that car, I tell you. <laughs> I would agree. There's nothing that annoys me more than I've got washing out and frying smell totally takes over everything. Really? It, it, yeah. It oh, doesn't bother me. me. It's, it's a way of life for me and Kingy. We always smell fried stuff and <laughs> food. <laughs> no, no. It's only the past 10 years I've stopped, I've stopped smelling the Benson and Edges as well. Oh, delicious. What an aroma. <laughs> no, it was just, I was sitting there. We were watching, you know, Saturday Kitchen with, with, with my mate. And then there's this halfway through a delightful bacon sandwich, and then we got the rant. They're missing the point of community and communal living, aren't they, somewhat? Mm. Like, I mean, it's all right if you're in student digs and you're going, oh, hey, man, how are you, guys? Somebody's nicked me milk again. Yeah, What's yeah. going on here? Well, come on, man, they're adults. They're, they're like, yeah, they should, have a t they should have a chat to them about it and just say, listen, because um, if it was Dave and I, we'd just like rock up and go, yeah, are you two shagging in the kitchen? Because, man, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty uncool because that's what we would do. We'd just like have it out with them, you know, and yeah. be like, come on, dudes. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty unhygienic and B, like, you can't. Yeah, I've got to cook my mince on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, Get off the chopping yeah. board. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we had once uh, and when I was a student and yeah, he was sharing accommodation. And um, there was there was one bloke who was like he was always you know this is going back he, he was always should we say more successful the ladies than the rest of us <laughs> and anyway and, and he, you know he loved himself but he, he brought this girl back and you know his girlfriend anyway one night we heard this immortal cry of spear me spear me and um, but it was hilarious though but the, the name stuck with him. Like all oh. these years, that was his nickname then. <laughs> oh, I'm going to the pub, spear me. And um, he's, now he's like 60. I'm sure he's still being called spear me. And nobody knows why. Well, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got a clue. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I think, well, I think if they're regularly doing it in the kitchen, it's a bit cheeky. But, you know, one off. They got caught in the moment. It's not so bad, is it? No, it's a communal kitchen. No, no, no. I mean, like one off's not so bad. But, you know, if that, like whose spatula are they using? You know, that's yeah, all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, mm, yeah. You know what I mean? A wooden yeah. spoon. Yeah, on the surface, 
bottom cheek oh. surface. Oh. Yeah. Did they wipe afterwards? Oh. No, I know. Who knows? It's no. not cool, man. Not no. in a communal kitchen. In your own kitchen, fine. You know, on the spur of the moment, you're there boiling your egg, and then you think, hey ho, Torremolinos. You know, yeah. that's cool. But, I mean, not in a communal kitchen. Well, you can kitchen, always go man. to your room, surely. Well, oh, the yeah. fun for them, is it? They like the fun of it being in the communication. I reckon so. they're worried about someone walking in. They're not that worried. They're getting excited by the fact that someone might walk in. Yeah, man. Like, excuse oh, no, me, man. I need to scramble some eggs. Oh, I see you already oh. are. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Maybe they want them to move, walk in and have a bit of a one big house party in the kitchen. Maybe that's this what they're is not. For. This is this poor fellow that's written in. We're not helping him at all. So basically, <laughs> no. what we need to do, what you need to do is go and see it here. Listen, you two, are you shagging in the kitchen? If you are, cut it out. And that actually, that trumps us moving your filtered water or milk. So as yep. soon as you stop doing that, we'll stop moving your filtered water or milk. Or go and buy another fridge that we can put in the corner that you can put your stuff in. <laughs> Shag on. <laughs> the double standards are a bit shit. So yeah, you've you got to have a house meeting, haven't you, and sort it out. Because yeah. communal living is all about that. You have tolerance and, and, you know, some of the ones I lived in where there's like five rooms and one bathroom. Do you know what I mean? You have to kind of not have, not exactly have a rotor, but just be quite respectful. Yeah, yeah. You know, like don't nick all the hot water, don't have a five-hour shower, and and you know if if you do bring a partner back, you know it's kind of like you know you know you, oh, even even you, you don't sit there snogging on the sofa in the in the lounge. You know when you you know somebody else might want to come in and watch the telly, not watch you perform. You know. Yeah, you might, you know, it might be depressing. You think, oh God, why am I sat on my own and there's two are at it like rabbits? Because you don't want to go home because you think, well, what if they are in the kitchen or what if they are on the sofa? You suddenly feel like an outsider in your own space. They've all got to feel like it's their home, and that they've created an awkwardness now, haven't they? So they don't feel like they're welcome there or could walk into the kitchen whenever they want. Yeah, I think they probably just need to get their own place, really. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk, don't cool. get drunk, cool. just send an email, just send an email. to the agony, um, to the agony. Uncles. Right, what we're going to do now is head over to Confidential Corner. And it's called Can You Prolong Our Passionate Ping? Uh, we need a male and a female name here. One male name, Uncle Dave. One female name, Uncle Cy. Tyrone. 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 Uncle Cy. Vanilla. We've got Tyrone and Vanilla. Oh, I like that. Very nice. That's a nice couple. You wouldn't get that on a Vauxhall Chevette. It's too many letters. <laughs> so, this comes from... Uh, Fenella, actually, who says, Dear Hairy Bikers, we've followed your TV shows right since the start and we used to listen to you on the radio too. You're a part of our lives. In fact, you're probably more a part of our lives than you think. My husband, Tyrone, works away during the week, so every Sunday he cooks a batch of his favourite lunchtime snack, your beef empanadas. Oh, yes. Is this right? Yeah, very good. Yes, right. very good. He says, well, Fenella says, we prep them together, then we pop them in the oven for 20 minutes. And we use that 20 minutes to nip into the lounge, strip off, and my hubby pops something else into the oven. We've done this for many years. It always makes us laugh when he was able to work in synchronisation for the kitchen so that when the timer on the cooker went ping, so did he. Thing is, we're both getting a bit older now. And in the last few months, the oven has pinged long before my husband has. And his empanadas are getting scorched. So he needs a new lunch recipe that has about 40 minutes on the clock. What would you recommend? Lots of love, Fenella. Over to you. That's a great letter. I love that. That's such a good That's letter. That's brilliant. Like I say, you could do the steak kidney pudding, then you've got about two hours. 
pop it in the steamer. <laughs> All oh. the empanadas. I'll make Cornish pasties. You know, because the great empanadas are small. It's 20 minutes. Like nice pasty will give you half an hour, won't it, Kingy? Aye, aye, that'll do it well. Or, or you know, you, uh, what else could you do? <laughs> you do a roast. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. did this thousand clove chicken. Or a hundred clove chicken or whatever it is. And it's 40 great. clove, 40 clove chicken. You're always like excessive. A thousand cloves. A thousand cloves. A thousand chicken. Chicken big as an ostrich. You can't see the chicken for the cloves. <laughs> and it, yeah, 40, whatever, yeah. That recipe, that's good, but that takes an hour and a half. I'm just trying to think. What about um, a mince pie? Those mince pies that, we, that we've got, they take they Like take a plate pie would be hour. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. plate pie. Yeah, yeah, any kind of pie is really half an hour to 40 minutes. Empanadas, those that don't know, they're, they're, we cut them in Argentina, and they were like little beef with olives and spices, but they're a tiny little pasty. Um, that's why it's 20 minutes. And we actually cut them. In the, un, under the shadow of La Boca Football Stadium, oh, where wow. Boca Juniors, the cauldron, before it got pulled down. That was quite epic, wasn't Very it? Cool. Remember we, had, we had armed guards while we were making empanadas. It wow. was the, oh. the oh man, what a stadium that was! And the third vo- and the and the thirteenth player, which was La Boca, the third yeah. voice at the Boca end of the stadium. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, very Flares, cool. drums. Yeah, we went there one amazing. night after cooking the empanadas. I just remember you were off and got snacks, do you remember? And I it did. was, oh, it was a bloody great night. But funny enough, that empanadas, you know, I'm not thinking about them having sex in the empanadas. I'm thinking that was one of our really early recipes. It's such a good mm. little recipe that I must make them again. It's an absolute, they're absolute corkers. Mm. Absolute corkers make them a lot, actually. Are they like street food in Argentina? Yeah. Or, or do you remember you used to go to that restaurant? Because at the time, uh, we, we were learning to tango, weren't we, for the programme. So you go to tango classes. And we used to go out and eat steak, funnily enough, afterwards. And we used to do empanadas as a starter. Oh, what lovely. culture we get little pasties as a starter. That rocks. See. And the, the beef was unreal. Do you remember that, that steak restaurant? I do. I oh, do. It was Vividly. wonderful. Yeah. Grill in the back. Yeah. Loads of Malbec. But really, oh, yeah. really good yeah. Argentinian Malbec. Oh man, that was good. Um, yeah, look, look, have a good, buy some more of the books. There's always just look for forty minutes off. Yeah, that's what you could do. We could do it as like sex therapy. So what happens is you <gasps> mm. walk through, you flick through the book and go, okay, well he goes for about 35, 40 minutes. So I want him to last a little bit longer. So let's pick a recipe for sixty minutes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I like it. You, you don't want anything, though, you've got to check on. You don't want to check the no, oven no, 15 minutes later. Tin. You don't want to take the tinfoil no, off. No. You don't want to, no, you need something no. that's going to go in, leave it in there, and come back and visit later. Exactly, and see, that's yeah. a euphemism right there, Tasha. Yeah. You didn't even know it. <laughs> no, I didn't. But, you know, he's obviously got a taste for the empanadas, and so if he's packing them in his lunchbox, I would say you'd want four, wouldn't you, Kingy? Oh, oh I... Uh, so just do a pasty-sized version of your empanada. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly reasonable. And then that, that would take half an hour. You know, I mean, all the conversations we've had in the podcast, and there could be the next Harry Biker splodging and sex recipe book, couldn't there, really, <laughs> at the end of the day? We, we've gone down a route, definitely, here. Well, with the amount of books we've had, we, we're running out of ideas now. I have to say, though, I can't help thinking, I, I have a question um, for our uh, for our Tyrone, you see. Yeah. I'm just wondering... Why he's taken a little bit longer than he was over his empanadas. Yeah. Well, like, no, the, his, the, the, the only information wife's... we've got is that they're both getting a bit older now. And uh, yeah, but I, that's I, not that's not that. Yeah, 
I mean, what in in terms of vig vigor? Uh, I mean, is it less vigorous? Uh, so they're arriving. One is arriving earlier than 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 the number forty two bus. No, or... I, I, the information that we have here is that uh, his empanadas are getting scorched. So yeah, you see, the empanadas is a constant. He's going past the ping. Yeah. Well, why? Because well, he's well. getting older. That's normally doesn't follow, does it? I wonder, it's just bending down. They're a bit stiffer to undo the trousers. You've got to get the buttons undone. You've got to work out. It's a bit fiddly, a bit of arthritis in the fingers. Yeah, get the bra no. strap undone. It's tricky. Yeah. But, 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 but the prep it, though, Tash, you know what? The empanadas go in, they give it what for, and then they go back and have a post-coital snack. Mm. That's how this works. Dave, you start pork pies. Yeah, mm. post-coital pork. Do you know what? I think this is the, one of the biggest compliments to our recipes we've ever had. I think it is. Uh, the empanadas. Because <laughs> that recipe was written in 2006. Yeah. Wow. I only know that because we've got those tattoos. They've <laughs> got it tattooed on us, not empanadas, but we're a souvenir of Argentina. So I know in 2006 we were in Argentina, that's when we're cooking empanadas. You've got real tattoos? Yeah. We've got matching tattoos. You know not this, Not 2006 empanada, uh, you know. Talk. No, they're not that Che Guevara eating an empanada. They're just like Che Guevara, 2006 Patagonia. Uh, yeah. 2006 oh, yeah. Argentina, <laughs> Patagonia, I think, was it say? I forgot, 2006, Patagonia. Patagonia. Yeah. Patagonia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Never knew that. There's a little space in between the words. You could you could actually get a picture of a pasty in between the words, I think, if they, you know. A little, gap. Back. <laughs> little was gap. There was, a, there, was a, there was the Argentinian flag, um, uh, silver and gold star in there you see but it's yeah that's in the middle well the gold star might have faded a little bit oh, now and that's shit wow. oh, amazing God. maybe um tyrone should have an empanada actually tattooed on him down there for all his you know history and just to have one on his bottom cheek or something <laughs> i know what they could add a little bit of a twist so fenella could actually vajazzle oh what the so they could turn it round. So what they do is they do it first. She has a clue with her vajazzling about what she wants him to cook. You see, this is, do you uh, know what I'm saying? So a plate pie, she could vajazzle a plate pie, couldn't you? Because you kind of tattoo oh, one, can you? Oh, So I then see. that would, so she, you know, they could do it the other way around. Shave it into the shape of the empanada. So people, you mean, yeah. she could shave it. Well, you don't have to shave it, do you? Do you, you could just vajazzle your stick bits on. It'd be off-putting, though, if you had, like, vajazzles in the shape of a chicken. <laughs> Never thought of that, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. But he could have it, then you think it was a cock? <laughs> if your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at theagonyuncles.co.uk. Yeah. Well, you know, solving all your problems does take it out of one. It's time for me, Si and Tash, to have a relaxing bath, not together, like... Thanks so much for writing in and sending in your troubles. It's great to hear from you. Uh, it's also super easy to get in touch. Just pop us an email and send it to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. So, until next week, it's goodbye from Tash. Bye-bye. It's goodbye from the Thin White Duke himself. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me and me mucker. Aye, goodbye. Hi. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.